Hey, Block Party. Today, we had a chance to sit down and speak with Brian Fine, aka Mafia B. Mafia B is an EDM music producer with multiple bodies of work to his name. The underground techno scene is a thriving musical subgenre in cities across the globe, and Mafia B is poised to take lead as his following and skills as an artist grow in the space. We speak about how he got started as a DJ, some of the tricks of the trade, as well as the scenes behind the music, including motivations and issues music producers face as they gain exposure. If you're interested in digital music production, you definitely won't want to miss this episode. This is the Block Party Podcast. We sit down with creatives, entrepreneurs, and influencers to give you a day in the life of a creator. Join us as we speak to the people living and doing it every day. Welcome to the Block. live chris we are live hey everybody all right. all right awesome welcome to the black party podcast chris my what's co-host up? it's me chris wong hey awesome. everybody what's going on all right and today we have brian fine with us aka dj mafia b no dj yeah. though yeah thank you nah. <laughs> wow i don't gotta tell people that <laughs> There's no, what, what if you were a fucking Cape a Crusader? Carpenter Mafia B? Yo, a fucking supervillain. Superhero. Super Mafia B. Who knows, yeah. man, but thank you for having me. This is yeah. exciting. I've been watching your, your episodes and they look interesting. And oh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to lie to us. call it trash. You can call it what it is. I, I, I you don't have to trash lie to us. And I want to be part of this trash video, you know? Right. Awesome. I think it's good for PR. Word. Awesome. <laughs> nah, but like... We don't really have to, to go into why we need you on the podcast. We, I really honestly wanted you because, like, A, you're the homie. Mm-hmm. B, you actually do something interesting. You actually are doing, like, the musician's journey, and it, I got to respect that. It yeah. seems like I'm doing what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, let, let's not, let's not talk, talk about what you do. Let us, let us let you tell us what you do. So who are you? Introduce yourself. Wow. Tell, tell our audience what you be doing. In your free what, time, what, what besides, <laughs> besides, besides, besides showering, eating food, you know, all so, the So, um, in my alone time, um, I'm home and uh, I, 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 I ponder about what to eat next. And, <laughs> and once that's done, I literally pack up my things and go to my studio in Brooklyn. And for those who don't know who I am or don't know what I do, um, I'm a music producer and also a DJ. And I use the DJing aspect as like an outlet for people to hear um, what I produce in the studio. So I produce techno music. Uh, here's the thing. I don't like to put myself, yeah, pigeonhole myself into a particular genre, but if people were to listen to what I produce, they could easily say it's house music or techno, which I'm totally cool with. And that's what I'm doing. So, so they wouldn't mistake it for classical violin or some shit like that. I don't know, man, (laughs) maybe. Oh, wow. You really like that? Oh, I can take that any day. But, um, but that's what I do, and I enjoy what I do, and I've been doing it for a long time, and, and yeah. Nice. I, yeah. You answered my second question. Well, podcast I already over. know. 
I already know what you guys you're thinking right. about. Awesome, man. And, you know, how do you do this? Like you say, you mentioned that you, you know, you go to Brooklyn, you know, you get your stuff ready. You go to your studio in Bushwick, right? Mm-hmm. Did, did I just uh, spot? <laughs> that divulge your secret location? Wow, I can't believe my lair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, 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 why you Google Maps the, the <laughs> yeah, back yeah. cave right now? Yeah, yeah, right. What's your, what's your, <laughs> yeah. you can't do that. <laughs> Everyone address 48. <laughs> Uh, what's what's your modus operandi, man? What do you what's how do you get how do you do I, what you do? How, how do I wake up in the morning and yeah, do yeah. What how, I do? how do you do what you do? That's that's really it's the question. I think man. it's the the drive. You know, um, I have a dream to you know become like I don't know. Hey, I heard this one before. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dream. <laughs> uh, no, I do. Like um, this is what I want to do, and for the longest, I uh, always want to make music. I started out. Um, Playing the piano back in Turtle Bay Music School when I was little, my mom threw me into that. You know, shout out I, my mom too. Shout yeah. out to all the piano players that were forced to play against the will. <laughs> shout out to all the moms that want their kids to be multi-talented. Right. Uh, Not I, all of us are Zaytoven. Yeah, exactly. Then I took some uh, guitar lessons, but I think it was until and this is all happening in high school, and I think that kind of like, you know, built who I am today in terms of uh, musically. Uh, then. The whole DJing and the whole, I don't know, producing thing came a little bit later into my life, maybe like college and stuff like that. So this, so really to answer your question, is literally, I really have um, an interest and I love, I love music and I love, I love it from, from the bottom of my heart and it's always been around me and I want to be a part of it in some way, in some uh, form and I want to contribute to, the, to, to music, the scene, uh, which is, you know, the underground music. Right. Uh, I guess it's only on the ground until you become popular, so, <laughs> and then it becomes well, pop music. Well, but. You, you mentioned, you know, you did piano, and then did you go straight into DJing, or did you also, you know, uh, were there levels to that? Were there steps to other uh, other music ventures or other music? Yeah, or? well, when I took piano lessons, when I took guitar lessons, I was like, I had a little interest. I was like, oh, this is cool. But, like, you know, my mom, you know, kind of shoved me into that direction. But, right. um, like, like I say, it came a little bit later, maybe in college or no it was the senior year of high school when I started picking up DJing and I loved it and it kind of started out when um, I was taking Taekwondo which is a martial arts and during my sessions my instructor would put house music and we would fight to house music funny enough it was no it was good timing you know like when you go to different dojos, they, they put like different type of music just to like, you know get you you know warmed up or yeah, whatever. Throw you in the throw you in the whole field. Yeah, throw you in the field. And yeah. my instructor played house music, and I loved it. And he played house music, dance music, and it was good for the timing. So right. would you say would you say like like when you were when you were there just resting on the floor and you were like, damn, this is actually kind of fire right now. I feel like I'm I'm about to do some Mortal Kombat shit. Some yeah yeah. I was about to say I was like my boy did Taekwondo for yeah, so there was no. Um, yeah. It helped with the timing, but besides that, uh, I got interested in DJing. I asked my instructor like how to go about like DJing. He told me like I should download this software, and I started doing my own little mixes. I started sending it to friends, and everyone's like, "Oh, you DJ? This is cool. I love your mixes. This is dope." And I kind of went in that direction of DJing. I didn't start producing yet. Um, I was just like figuring out how to DJ, how to get my foot in the door. As a, as a DJ, how to get into clubs, and my instructor helped me with that. So for a couple of years, I was a DJ, and there was a point where I realized there was a ceiling for all DJs, and I kind of tested this, that you can only go so far as a DJ. 
okay. if you don't produce your own content. Hey, what, what do you mean by that? Because just, just what, what's the ceiling? Uh, it's like, remember, the ceiling is, you can, only be, you, should, you can only go so far as a DJ when you're playing other people's tracks. You can okay. be, okay. be the best DJ, right? Right. And play all these people's stuff. But if you want to get to the next level, right. and that's where I want to be, you have to produce your own music. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like the Rolling Stones didn't become the Rolling Stones because they were playing other people's music. They right. stopped being they, a cover band and actually yeah. started producing their own like, actual right. material. Right. Exactly. You have to produce your own material. So I was like, okay, I need to produce my own stuff. So I got into production. This happened around maybe the second year or freshman year of college or second year of college, some, somewhere around there, maybe within that time frame. And I started producing, and I can tell you this much, man. I was overwhelmed about production because I never took a class, you know, of music production and all that stuff. And it was overwhelming. So basically, I'll open my laptop, I'll look at it, and close it for like a year. I didn't know because I didn't know what to Were do. you just intimidated by the software? Yeah, or? everything. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't even know how to start. Right. So I was like, okay, I really need to get started because I can't just be closing and opening my laptop. Right, <laughs> right. Making, laptop. making fucking beats. <laughs> this is how you do it. So, yeah. Uh, so I was like, I started watching tutorials as any producer usually starts or would start, which is, I'm grateful that we live in, in an age where you could kind of get your information from YouTube. Right or any or Google, right? So yeah. shout I went, out, yeah, shout out to Google and shout out to YouTube for my you know? for my diploma. Yeah, right, for my YouTube diploma, and I went down that route, and that that took a long process because, like I said, I didn't have a mentor at the time, and I was kind of learning on my own, and but yeah, that that kind of like progressed into what where I'm at right now, um, and yeah, I started putting out albums, I started putting out EPs, started putting out singles. And once you put out your first work of body of art, you know, I feel like it's like a rolling start for you. And you start, you know, you put a little pressure on yourself. At least I did. I was like, all right, I got to put the first thing out. And I already started thinking about my next album. I already started thinking about was, my next. Was there a, when you first decided to put the first creative work that you did, right. was there an element of sort of, I'm going to put my first work out? How is the public going to receive this? Were you a perfectionist when you first released what you were releasing? Not, not, not really. Because at the time, always, I, at the time, I felt it was good enough what I, what I did. And I put it out. And as, as soon as I put that out, I was really thinking about my next body of work. Right. I mean, and, you weren't putting out trash. You were putting out what you thought the public what, what deserved thought, to hear. Yeah, yeah, what I thought was good. And, but and looking, looking back on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were about back, to say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first track, I was like this. Oof. I had to yeah. take it down. It might be online still. I don't know. I know people downloaded it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're like, like, wow, this shit is hot. They're like, oh, they, no, they're like, yo, this is cool. This is good. I was like, well, at the time, like, yo, I love this hype. You know, stop yeah, gassing yeah, me yeah. up, you know? But um. But here's now, the thing. As, as an artist, you're always going to be critical of your own work. No, no, it's trash. It was trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was trash. Um, but you know, if, if, if right now, how long ago was that, by the way? Seven years? If seven like years that. later, if you were like, yeah, that shit is the Mongolian crowning yeah. achievement, that, that that tells you I didn't get any better. That, exactly. That's that's a red flag. Even like, my password. Yeah. Look, um, I put out this album called Perception, which was the first album I put out. And at the time, you know, I was like, oh, this is good. This is great. And then looking back on it, I actually think it was, it was pretty good. It was like, I felt like that was the start where I actually saw a progression of my, you know, progression of my skill set of becoming a better producer. So I was, that was like, that was a stepping stone for me and it's got 
What, I think I got better. Hopefully. When you heard your own thing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. How does that, when you hear your own music, like later, later on, how does that feel? Because I know a lot of artists, even when they see themselves acting, when they hear their yeah. own music, it's a little bit awkward slash like, eh. It was like, good at the time. They have mixed feelings about it. You it's know? good at the time, but I don't, I don't dwell on how bad it is or how good it was. It I, I'm just always looking for the next, uh, next project to work on. That's a good way to think about things, like yeah. forward momentum. Yeah, you know, that's all it of, is. Yeah. So, stepping back, just to really answer your question, um, what really gets me up in the morning going to the studio is that I love music and I don't, I do not have a plan B for my, and I don't have a plan B in life. So I really want to put, you know, all my effort and hundred percent energy into what I do and what I love. That's it. So no plan B, just mafia B, bitch. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Yeah. The, the ding. What was it? What's the, the dunce? Yeah. Room shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. So when, 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 when you actually like construct your projects, when you think about the projects that you're working on, mm -hmm. what, what are you really looking for to make yourself stand out? Because it, it is easy to say that over the last 10 years, a lot of EDM has shaped popular music. We see it in rap. We see it in hip hop. We see mm -hmm. like a lot of cross promotional type stuff. Why do you strictly go for techno? Why do you, and how do you elevate beyond just the scope of that lane well just to talk about techno i like the genre i love the genre that's that's one of the things that kind of got me into production mm -hmm. right so i kind of i love techno for that you know like you know thank you for everyone who who the fucking founders of techno like started that and like that allowed me to you know jump on board and kind of like make my own techno whatever right yeah my own tracks in techno genre <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> Robbie's, who's in that? A, Robbie's in a building here. Yeah, there's some, there's some guy on the floor that's shouting out. Yeah, another, another fellow music producer, actually. Yeah. Uh, Rob, what's your, what's your handle on SoundCloud? Yo, plug yourself real quick. What's your, what's your handle? He actually does a lot of the intro and outro music for Block Party. You guys are going to be hearing a lot more Robbie, Robbie P. What's your, what's your SoundCloud name, bro? <laughs> Don't get shy on me right now. <laughs> Wait, yo, PJ right now? Or PJ, yeah. You got some fire stuff out, man. <laughs> well, let me answer Chris's question. So, uh, how do I separate myself from the how, others? Yeah how, yeah, how do you separate um, and how do you elevate? Well, you just got to be yourself. You got you to produce something that means something to you, mm. right? You can't just mimic other people or you can't just mimic other things that are happening right now. And that's how you can kind of like, you know, look like another copy of another producer or you, you might as well go back to DJing then if, if you just want to emulate that. it's people. just like you're not you're just you're just putting out music that doesn't sound different and what's the point okay. uh, you gotta play you gotta, you gotta produce something that means something to you and you put your energy into it and you put your emotions to it and people could feel that you know so right. that that's uh that's how you really separate yourself from the rest that's a valid answer bro yeah man and cut. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, a wrap, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, <laughs> Mafia Beast flying through real questions. We're kind of getting stressed right here now. <laughs> but, oh, Rob has some questions. All right, yo, uh, chime in. Hell no. No, you're, nah, nah, you're not getting nah, you picked up. You're nowhere on this, this mic right now. See, I mean, this is what happens when people are like, nah, I don't want to be on the podcast. But then the podcast starts, they want to be on the podcast. So what's yeah. up, Rob? What's nobody, up? nobody. Get over here. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, I'm going to relay Rob's questions to the audience. What's your favorite plugin? Ooh, what, what technical questions. 
What is your favorite plugin? Oop, my favorite plug. I have two favorite plugins right now. One is um, so a plugin is uh, yeah, a software. Don't yeah, know. yeah, it's yeah. a software, a virtual software that you could use. Maybe it could be a virtual instrument or a virtual uh, hardware. What's a good analogy for someone that doesn't understand what a plugin is, like for a tangible item? Let's say pretend you have a, a guitar, a real life guitar. Okay. Imagine that virtually in your computer. That could uh, be a plugin. Okay, got it. Um, that's as really simple as I could put it. But yeah. anyways, my favorite plugin is Serum by Expert Records. Shout out to Steve Dua. Um, Dada, actually, Steve Dua. No, it's Dua. What's it called? Uh, Serum. Serum. Uh, it's a it's a synthesizer, a virtual synthesizer, and it's dope. It's dope. <laughs> that's all I can say is you could be really creative with it because it has wavetables and you can mess with the wavetables. You can make your own wavetables. Yeah, you can play MIDI, yeah. And then just, like, and audio. So if, yeah, you guys, you if you guys hear like a slight something in the background, that's Rob asking the questions. He's completely uh, commandeered the podcast. <laughs> He's actually going to kick me off, this, off my seat. <laughs> but So to answer your question quickly, it would be Serum and uh, Valhalla. What's uh, Valhalla? Reverb. Oh, okay. Yo, it has the best coloring for, for Reverb. It's Valhalla dope. is just Reverb? Valhalla Reverb. Yeah, just check it out. You, you'll see. They have different, they have plate reverb, hall reverb, room reverb. There you go. They have a bunch. How about waves? You don't use waves? I do. For the compressors, the CLA. Yeah, as, as <laughs> actually, no. This is a, it's a, a, a pretty yeah, rudimentary question funny. that I have to ask because no, I don't do no DJing. I don't do no like uh, creation for people who actually right. don't know what like the process yeah. is. Like if you were technical if you were, folk, yeah. At yeah. The, this stage in the conversation is where you know, like for someone like me or someone like Chris. Yeah, this is or, technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For someone in an audience who isn't technical, they they're. How they do you how do you actually do what you do? What when you like actually step up to plate? And like you're going to produce a track, you're yeah. going to. Yeah. to so the, the questions come full circle in a sense because Brian was saying earlier. I'm sorry, Mafia B. You can call me Brian. <laughs> all right, so it's all good. Ma Mafia Whatever B. you want. Yeah, yeah. Call Ma me what, no, call our me. audience can't know your true identity, Clark. Brian, I mean, fine. Brian. Uh, Mafia B, Daddy, whatever you want to call a, me. A, <laughs> a young, young Zaddy, Zaddy, young Zaddy. I have, I have a lot of nicknames in this industry. You know, call, call <laughs> Ma Mafia Baddy. <laughs> Mafia Baddy. <laughs> Yo, so um, it's come full circle. Basically, you said in the beginning, like in college, when you're first learning all the software, like the technical part really did scare you. And now right. the technical part is something that you look forward to exploring other people's, you know, softwares, uh, yeah. plugins, like Because you know what like it that. is? You have to learn the tools first, man. Right. Yeah, learn the tools, learn how to use them first. Then you can kind of, then it's not intimidating anymore because you know how to use this particular reverb. You know how to use this particular delay, you know? Right. So it makes it easier. The, the process is easier once you learn the tools. Okay. Yeah, so for non-technical audience here, you know, there, there is a level of, of technical expertise or levels that you have mm -hmm. to go through before, yeah, you know, you're able to produce music, like with anything, you know, yeah, if yeah. you want to make software, you got to learn to code. If you want to make music, you got to yeah, learn. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. Same, same stuff. Thing. Yeah. Same thing. So, yeah. I, I mean, back to my question, right. is like, like you, you step, you step into your studio, you're, you're there to produce. Right. What are, so what are the actual steps when you, even before you begin thinking like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to press this button, do that button. Like, what are you, what are you actually doing when you create? I come there with no expectations, zero. Really? I just, I literally sit down. I'm like, all right, I gotta produce something. I'm gonna produce something. So I just literally take out my uh, keyboard. Yeah. Start playing with you know different notes, and I put on different sounds. Uh, You're running this through Ableton, right? Yeah, I have Ableton. Ableton is my doll. Uh, shout out to Ableton. Hey, um, plug. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so I, I just I just play around and affiliate link what, below. What, now. what I've been doing lately is that 
I usually start out with the kick, and that kind of sets the the type of tone of the track already. Mm-hmm. Then I start. With, then I go with the bass. Either I do like a more a rhythmic, not rhythmic, uh, rhythm melodic. bass, or or melodic bass, or it depends how I feel that that day. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's how I feel that day, and that's what comes out. Basically. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I go into the studio without any expectations, and I just do me. So it's 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 almost like like how an artist goes to a blank canvas. Yeah, you, you have to have certain idea of when when an artist goes to a blank canvas. Maybe okay, I want to do something that's has to do with like a landscape scene or something. Maybe you know whatever. I want to do a city skyline, whatever the case may be. And you start you start doing it, and then you're like, oh, maybe I could add that. Maybe I could add this. It would be better if this was light or darker. Same thing with production. I go there with a certain mentality of like, okay, I want to produce uh, a slower or a slower track or something that's a little bit more emotional. I mm-hmm. sit down and I create. Yeah, I focus on how I want the track to kind of sound like, and I just go off. Okay. Yeah. Did I you just, did you have a different uh, work process, or you found that this one works best for you? Because you know, like you basically say, you go in there no expectations, mm-hmm. but you have a general idea of what you're trying to accomplish that day. Um, yeah. it, did, was there a different workflow that you felt was too, you know, like that just didn't work for me? Uh, over the time, you just find what works best for you. Right. And I like to be super organized when it comes to um, production. So when I mean organized, if you look at my project files, everything is labeled, everything is color corrected or color coded. Right. Uh, everything is organized to the T. And I do that secondhand now. And before, every, my whole project was a mess. And I was like, it kind of like, my my workflow became a little bit longer because I wasn't organized, and I had to figure out where did, where did I put my bass, where did I put my kick, where did I put my hi hat, what, what what is this, you know, like yeah, it did, like that kind of like that was a stupid, it's literally stupid, and I had to like cut it out. I was like, all right, I got to be organized, and I started being organized, and now my workflow is even faster now. Right. All right. So I, everything's organized. If you look at my project, like I said, you could I could give my project to somebody and like this. Okay, I know what that is. I know where this is. All right, cool. Everything's connected, and it becomes a better workflow. And I see that that works for me. It might maybe somebody else they have a different workflow, but that's what works for me for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Right. So now, now that I'm thinking about that, so in terms of a uh, like creation, in terms of that that discipline that you apply, did you really find that like that higher level of dif- discipline uh, lended to? Uh, more time spent for creation or like for more creative elements for you to think because yeah you don't have to waste time on tedious small small shit yeah you know so yeah it gives me more time to be a lot more creative yeah and once once you you know you're in that that stage of releasing new music mm-hmm. and you know the the workflow is done you have the creative part you have the technical part accomplished you know it, it sounds like there's not many you know once you have your studio set up and once you have your software aligned and you know you're organized mm-hmm. there doesn't sound like there's many snags or any hiccups or any problems actually producing music but what I what I am interested in is what problems have you faced in your industry that do cause a lot of like Problems for you personally, but also mm-hmm. problems that you can say generally for music producers. Well, problems in what sense? Like getting music out there or a problem as a producer creatively? Is, is that an issue, getting music out there? Is that one of the, the uh, tougher parts? I want to say it's hard to get music out there, but it's definitely hard to get noticed. Because it is, we live in an age where you could distribute your own music now. 
You don't right. need, you know. You really don't I, need I, labels. You don't need labels. I say that loosely, but, and I, I do really say that loosely, but. Mafia B's labels looking at him like, say one more. Say that loosely. I'm releasing one uh, soon this year. No, but, but, like, but, but like, to answer your question, it is easy to release your own music because we have um, YouTube, SoundCloud. No, no, YouTube, SoundCloud, all those channels. And you could do it through DistroKid and whatever those other distribution uh, services. You, yeah. So you could do it yourself, and I have done it. To get noticed, it's hard because everyone's doing it. So you have to figure out a way how to get your name out there while everyone's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Or you could just release it to labels, and sometimes they, don't, they won't take it, and sometimes they won't. You what, don't know. What, what have you been doing personally? I know, mm -hmm. I know you... you you try to do more creative things to like stand above in quality, but what mm -hmm. other steps do you take personally to uh, address this uh, lack of notice that some other artists might have? Yeah, like well, how do you overcome the, this? Because this, this is important, right? Mm -hmm. So distributing music, you say it, it, we have it's all easy. SoundCloud. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. It, to produce music, well, it's up to you. Do you have right. you know fortitude to follow through on learning technical skills right. and like mm -hmm. actually creating something worth listening to? Right. But distribute, and I'm sorry, but actually getting people to and listen to the product is is a different story. Right. So how do you overcome this hurdle? Because this is something it? other music producers he, definitely want to learn. Here's know? the thing, man. I'm just doing this, so like, oh, okay. I, so why well, could have fooled me? <laughs> You're right. Um, so I can tell you what I'm doing now, yeah. and maybe hopefully in the next year or two, I could look back and be like, yeah, that process works. Right. Because right now I'm in the process. So what, what I thought of is like, I release music for free. I, I do that on purpose to build a following. Right. I do that on purpose. So, because people like free, free stuff all the time. Yeah. And I believe I, if I sent out my music, when I first started, or maybe my first album, if I released that to a label, yeah, maybe I could have gotten a lot, or maybe it could, wouldn't even be released, because maybe the label wouldn't have liked it, you know? Who knows? Do they but, do that, where they just yeah. stock music? Or no, no, they, they, you could submit your music, it's like a resume, basically. Oh, I see, I see. And they'd be like, oh, it's not, it doesn't fit our label, so no. And you're just like shopping around, and who knows, maybe stuff would never get released. But if you do get released, that's good stuff. But yeah. I, didn't want, I didn't want that waiting time, because sometimes, if you submit your music to labels, it could take up to like three months to six months, whatever the case may be. And once you do get accepted, you gotta wait maybe another three months uh, for that record to be released on their schedule. So I do not want that waiting time. I'm always like, I want this out now so people can listen to this. And that's how I actually grew my following. I just kept throwing out content, throwing out music, like free stuff all the time. And people like this, oh, I like this, I like this. You have good music and you have, you know, you start to build like this little, little community is, and it's right. crazy. And that's what I did, and that's what I continue to do. Um, and I have plan, uh, different plans into the future for this year that I'll speak about later. But that's, that's what I did. I, I believe starting out, that's the best way. Uh, just to build a solid foundation, a uh, solid community, and that could kind of like lift you up to the next level too. Right. Have, you found, have you found this uh, community effort to be pretty effective so far, speaking? Yeah, of course. Cause they play my music. They put it. They post it. My music on their Instagram stories, and I repost their stuff too. I engage with them all the time. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I like to give back a lot uh, more more than receiving when it comes to music. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Ha, 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 is that difficult? Like this uh, 
Because a lot of people hire third-party uh, advertising companies to be able to promote their music, right. to find all these labels. But you've taken a very unique approach in that you've been handling a lot of these strategies yourself. Mm -hmm. is, it, is it difficult for somebody, for you and people like you, to be able to take control of this uh, growth of awareness? Uh, it's easy to control your own music and your own brand mm -hmm. once you have it obviously figured out. Yeah. Um, it is easy to do it, but you can get to a point if you do have a little bit of success in terms of like the numbers of people that actually follow you and the demand of music that people are asking for. Um, yeah, then you start asking you know, people to help you and you know, that's how you grow like that. That's how labels usually, labels are yeah. company and you, you have to, it's hard, to, it's not hard to say, but I say this loosely, you have to find, you have to look at yourself as an artist, as a company too. Mm -hmm. In a way, um, I know I'm gonna get shot for that because you know you should kind of keep them separate. A lot of artists find you gotta keep that separate, but it, you need some some business etiquette when you're a musician or a producer or whatever a DJ. You have to you have to look at yourself like kind of like a business. So like, okay, it's my brand um, on point. You know, it's my my music or quote unquote your product on point, and then you can kind of build from there. It's the uh, it's the Conor McGregor situation where he's 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 a fighter, but he's more than a fighter. Yeah, he's he's, 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 he's an icon for his people. Mm -hmm. He's he's braggadocious. He's in movies. He's in video games yeah. now. He Proper yeah. Twelve, yeah. for example. Uh, Conor McGregor, he's a, he's a brand. it's a brand. He's a brand. Yeah, he's a it's, brand. It's straight up a yeah, brand. He's yeah. A brand. Yeah. yeah, and and that's the way that you you see. This I kind of approach it, but like always, music first. Always music first. Always okay. content first. Then everything kind of falls on top. Because okay. if you focus only on business and you're not going to put your heart and soul into the music. People right? recognize, people recognize quality. Yeah, at the end exactly. Of the day. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. And there, there's, uh, you know, consultants who work with you or like brand managers or someone who handles your brand or tells you, hey, um, you should focus on this or not tells you what to do, but someone that helps you align your product with your brand and your audience. I know that's something uh, that... You know, if you're creating a certain product, you want to make sure that it's getting into the right hands. You're not trying to pitch it to the wrong wrong people. Is that something that is hard or it's pretty easy to find once you, you label yourself as a specific genre or something like that? Um, in my experience, I do have a, a manager currently. Uh, I, I do thank her for being in my life because she's <laughs> she she hustles. Shout out this mystery yeah. woman. Yeah, her name is Evelyn, actually. But uh, she's she's awesome, uh, pure hustler, and you need somebody that kind of recognizes that you hustle as well. Um, I kind of I kind of found her. We actually found each other, you know, through Last heaven. yeah, basically uh, at a party. But um, you know, she she recognized what I do. And I recognized what she did, and we kind of like built that organically. Uh, if you're an artist, I wouldn't go out of your way to look for a manager. That's no, just focus on your music, and everything will come. You know, it's like if you build it, they will come, kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Don't look. Don't look for managers. All that stuff will happen. Like if your music's good, like someone will reach out. Someone will recognize you. Don't don't reach out to managers. That looks desperate. Right. You know? Yeah. Don't do that. Um, hopefully, I answered your question. I think. I right. think you did. Yeah. yeah. Chris, is there anything? But you yeah, want she to, she puts right? me online. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but like. Uh, Just in case you like think about 
you know, punching someone in the club, you're like, yo, he asked me to play fucking Miley Cyrus one more time now. <laughs> fucking party in America. I'll show you a party right now. That's, that's <laughs> a good song. I find uh, interesting because now, we before we were talking about, like, the split from being just a regular DJ to actually becoming an artist, becoming mm-hmm. somebody who's actually creatively influencing uh, culture. Right. But for a DJ specifically, and I, I uh, well, for somebody, an artist who is doing techno music, you have spent a lot of time building up your community in nightclubs, at parties, in different venues around New York City and around the world. So returning back to that scene, how important do you think that engagement as a, as a techno DJ is for you specifically? Like, do you find that to be very important? Because that's, that's a little different than making music. At that point now, you're, you're, you're engaging a, a, a physical community. Mm-hmm. So how... What is your experience like that, uh, being an artist and also doing this, uh, this, uh, this nightclub, this this nightlife experience? Yeah, um, I think it's very important when it comes to interacting with people in a physical level. Mm-hmm. Right when I'm DJing out there, uh, you better be uh, exact representation of what you are virtually, like either virtu- uh, Instagram or Facebook, whatever the case may be. But you know, you you have to leave the people on a good impression when they see you perform, mm-hmm. right? Like, step one, you better perform a good set. You're yeah. doing it for the people, technically, right? So that has to be on point. And when you get off that booth and you, you happen to interact with uh, other people, or your fans, or whoever the case may be, you better, you know, you better be respectful. You better, you know, be good. You yeah. Know? You better be good-hearted. So, because that always comes back, because you don't want people to talk bad about you. That's, of course, of course, yeah. Because at the end of the day, you don't want people like, oh, First of all, his set kind of sucked because he didn't look like he really enjoyed it. And oh, he's not—he's not a good person. Like you really have to—that's like anything. You had to be a good person. Of course, <laughs> you know, of course. Uh, what what comes to mind? In case uh, you guys didn't know. Right? <laughs> In case you don't know. You guys got to be a good fucking person. You got to be a great person. Right. Or don't talk to anybody. Else. I don't know. See, because I'm thinking about this right now. Like I have uh, in mind, uh, like Dead Mouse and Skrillex are two famous EDM. Uh, dubstep uh, DJs and right. the quintessential DJs that most people recognize when they think outside of David Guetta and Tiesto right. and Steve Aoki and they all take different approaches to how they engage their audience but I specifically think about people like Deadmau5 and Skrillex who are like these really authentic like people they don't put on like uh, a front for most of the uh, for lack, for Dead, lack of Deadmau5 especially I would say yeah, dead I don't even, actually, to be fair, I don't even know if he's just trolling everyone. See, I that's really the don't. thing, though, coming back to what he just said. You got to be a good person. You got to know how to be a good person. Yeah. But Dead Mouse is a troll. So is his quality? His quality is fire. I'll, I'll listen to Dead Mouse even if he's a dick, straight up. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has good music. He's yeah, one he of my inspirations. Music. No, yeah. you. T- hey, good person, yes. Be authentic. Be yourself. Yeah. And hopefully yourself is a, is a good person. <laughs> you know? Yeah, hopefully you're yeah. a good person. But yeah, if your music is yourself. fire, that's mm, it. I don't know. Cause I'm thinking, uh, compared compared to any other industry, like, like, it's it's weird because I think about people like Tiesto, I think about people like David Guetta, like Steve Aoki, these not these monoliths of mm-hmm. the of the EDM scene, and then compare EDM to something like rap, which requires like a lot of bravado, a lot of braggadocio. Right. I'm specifically thinking uh, Takashi. Right. Where well, no, to be fair, Takashi kind of wrote a check he couldn't cash. <laughs> 
Right. So I mean, like, it's, it's definitely a different. So the image, like, people people are searching for a certain uh, vibe, right? Mm-hmm. There are vibe chasers, and I do see yeah. why certain people become famous in respective industries, like in hip hop, in in EDM, right? You have mm-hmm. a sort of a sort of vibe people are looking for. That doesn't necessarily mean that these people should be that, or you have to follow that, because then again, you're you're not being authentic. You're not mm-hmm. being who you are. If you started throwing fucking cakes and shit just to you know catch an audience, a like, nah, like, <laughs> you know, like it maybe it would be ridi- it's just ridiculous, you know. Uh, you make- that's a stick, though. Yeah, because I remember Ozzy Osbourne used to bite off uh, bats' yeah. heads. That's the, wild. Which is crazy. I'm not sure if they were real or not. I don't know, yeah, but apparently they were. Yeah, that that's wild. That's his. Th- that was his yeah. thing. That's but the that's Wild. Thing. Yeah, that is wild. But that's their stick, and that's if that's who they are, and that's what they want to do. Then so be it. To be, to be fair, I think it's cool the fact that he does it because he's interacting know? with his yeah, fans. Yeah. Too. To the, to be fair, yeah. he does it. I'm saying if someone else started doing something like that, it's just kind of yeah, like yeah, exactly. it's it's not your thing. I mean, it's know? obvious. Uh, would you say it's obvious in the EDM community to to kind of see who's real and who isn't? Yes. <laughs> yes, man. Yes, or not even the EDM scene. You could just go to any genre. You could, even in hip hop, you could. Yeah. You see. Um, you see mad clones. You see so many clones, and the same thing for any genre. Because when you see one thing works, you're like, oh, that works. I need to jump on board. Because yo, honestly, rule number one: if you see something that works now, that that was produced maybe like months ago. Right. You know, somebody's already producing maybe the next highest thing already. So you know? so uh, Brian uh, Mafia B actually knows Sean Terrace, our previous uh, previous guest from our podcast, and Sean actually mentioned this. He said, "I'm looking for the wave that's five, ten years ahead of now because the shit that's happening now, they already processed. They already yeah. did this like three years back. They already knew that this was going to be the wave with cultural tre- cultural trends and society going in this direction. They already knew." That this was gonna be the wave now. So well, I don't think they knew what's gonna be now. But who, I mean, the only yeah. way I could c- compare it to is yeah. literally surfing. Like you can't catch a wave that already happened. Right. You, you exactly. have to paddle out. You have to get get out get out or paddle out before that wave. To catch just, it. No, there's people struggling to get <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, wave. Like so running that's running pretty, after the wave. Yeah, you can't, already, you can't you know, do like, it. There's a lot of people like that, and you just, and I'm literally on my board just like. Yeah, you're waiting. With my, you know, just waiting, just, for my, just, just waiting for my own, my, my wave. I'm waiting for my wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell, like, which one is yours. You're like, oh, that's not mine. That's I'm not going to take that one. And you yeah. see yours, you can be like, all right, that's mine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's other people trying to ride, ride your wave. Like, you have to, to fucking pop. <laughs> front, front kick. Front kick, though. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um, there's a lot of clones out there. And, you said, like, you have to be authentic at the end of the day. Yeah. Do you think, uh, so, talking about, like, like trends, so, do you see anything new happening with techno as a whole, or like EDM techno? Uh, do you see uh, any big regime changes that are occurring in the space from your perspective? Uh, the scene has definitely changed a lot. It definitely has. Um, I can't tell you how it sounded 15 years ago, 20 years ago, because I wasn't in that scene. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure whoever was in that scene back in the day would definitely tell you it has change they'd be like this is not techno you know what i'm saying like, yeah yeah um but that i i, I and I, didn't, I can't even speak english now nah, nah, nah. i can't <laughs> identify um i don't even know what's going with it. my brain just totally like shut down but anyways yeah. i had to i identify techno music what it is today because mm-hmm. i'm in it and yeah. that's how i see it and it's changing it definitely changing some it sounds big room where the you know like how edm was kind of but it does mean I changed. I can't really speak too too much into it. Do you, do you think do you, what do you do you see anything changing like like detail wise? Do you see anything like 
like new that's occurring because I can tell you right now the the wave that occurred, the shift that was occurring from earlier this year in hip hop, for example, mm -hmm. that was uh like we had more Takashi's popping up and more people that sounded more like Juice World emo emo rap started becoming a thing again. Like mm -hmm. like, do you see any like very concrete specific things in techno that you think might be taking a lot more ground in let's say six to twelve months? I can't really say, man, because I listen to a handful of techno uh, music now, but I don't really pay attention too much on it. Mm -hmm. This is because I'm focusing what I need to create as yeah. an artist. Winners focus on winning. There you Losers go. Losers focus on winners. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I can tell you there's a handful of labels that are actually dominated in the scene, and they have a particular sound, mm -hmm. like big kick drum and, you know, a lot of, like, loud rave synths, you know, like, Super saws and you know that that's that's what I guess sells now. But yeah. it sounds catchy. It sounds good. It sounds cool. But I don't like to focus too much on that because that's not who I am. Yeah, you're you're. Uh, I'm you're just really yeah. I'm more fo yeah. I'm focusing on my own my own piece. Important. Yeah. Huh, it's important. It's important to focus on yourself. And I guess speaking on focusing on yourself and what you're doing. What what have you been working on recently that? you've been trying to implement and what are you mm -hmm. what are you planning on doing right now for your like your own career uh, so plug right now, time <laughs> <laughs> so right now i'm working on a new album mm -hmm. uh that's i like to, i like to work on albums i don't like to work on one tracks but I, i'm working on this new album i want it to be different i'm experimenting with different bpms and different genres um that's what i want to do i don't want to pigeonhole myself into just techno of course you know because when you I, I came to this point in my career, where what what's the difference between a Mafia B set and an Adam Bayer set? Adam Bayer is a huge techno um, producer, mm -hmm. DJ, or I could just compare myself to Dead Mouse, whatever. So, what's the difference between a Mafia B set and a Dead Mouse set, right? So, money. Not, not that too. A, a lot of fucking I'm, money. I'm, ta I'm talking in terms of music. Lasers, uh, <laughs> lots of lasers. So much lasers. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm talking so in terms of music because. If I ever do like a back to back with somebody, back to back meaning if you know, we're we're both we're both playing for one audience and we're, you know, he's playing one track and I wait for his track to play uh, finish and I play my track kind of thing. Yeah. You know, playing together kind of kind of thing, and if if I have my track loaded up, right, and I'm waiting for his track to finish and if I play my track, will people can, can people tell the difference if that's a mafia B track? Mm. So that's what I'm working on right now and. Like I said, you know, you gotta be authentic and you gotta be yourself. But I wanna, I wanna be a little different, and that's why I'm kind of experiment, uh, experimenting with different genres and see what really works for me. I don't know. I'm just well. I'm not gonna go crazy with country and stuff like that. I say that now. Watch me sell out. But old Nas X. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, I don't want to speak too much on it because I, I did a handful, a couple of tracks already, but some of them are, you know. Techno, I would say 124 BPM. I'm doing 120 BPM. I want to mm -hmm. drop down to maybe one like 119, 107, okay. stuff like that. Something like maybe down tempo uh, tracks. Just experiment with that and see what works. And if I like it, I'll put it in my album. You know. Yeah. And uh, are you doing? I know that you're doing. Oh, I obviously know what you're doing outside sure. of the because the, I'm helping you like yeah, create yeah. some of this stuff. But um, mm -hmm. do you? Uh, I know a visual component is a very important thing to you right now, and mm -hmm. I know that we've been speaking separately about uh, 
the visual component for this next uh, project that you have working on. So mm -hmm. can you speak a little bit more on the, the other aspects of this new creative front that you're pushing on? So right now I'm creating a three minute film or three to five minute film, depending on how we edit. But I'm creating a film with you um, that has my music in it. So I don't want people to think that it's a music video. Mm -hmm. I want people to think it's a film with my music in it, that okay. there's a story behind it. So that's why I'm currently working with you. Yeah. And I'm working uh, with our film uh, film guy, Tom. And that, that's why I'm currently putting on. I'm really excited to see how this will pan out because I want this to be a story and a reflection of my music. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, what, what, so what, can you uh, give us a little more detail on, uh, visually speaking, where are you heading with your creative uh, project and endeavors right now? Like, I know you've been very influenced by things like Blade Runner, Cyberpunk, mm -hmm. this uh, very uh, heavily seeped in techno, mm -hmm. uh, techno noir, techno culture, uh, visually speaking. Uh, why, why are these things so important to you and how they influenced uh, mm -hmm. the kind of creative works that you've been uh, uh, working on right now? So after seeing the film Blade Runner, it was, a, it was visually pleasing. I, like every shot was perfect, you know, with the colors. And uh, the, speaking on Blade Runner 2049, not right, the right, original the, Blade Runner. Right, the, the, the latest one that just came out. And it was dope. I, I love how it was filmed and I kind of want to take that and kind of like paint my video with with that aesthetic. Okay. And that's what I'm doing right now. I don't want to say that my film will be a, what's that, a cyberpunk? Because my music isn't cyberpunk. Yeah. But I like that aesthetic that Blade Runner had, and mm -hmm. I kind of want to implement that into um, what we're filming. Yeah, and I know this is also going in conjunction with the pieces of art that you've been releasing or like beginning to work on for your Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, do you find that this whole multi, do you, are you trying to expand into like a multimedia project where all of the creative work that you're doing is synonymous through all the different mediums? So basically you're saying that if... The, the Instagram, yeah. the video, mm -hmm. the, the music, it's all like one collective thing rather than right. being, this is the Pieces. Instagram thing, this is the YouTube thing, this is, right. the, this is my music. The, it, all, it all connects yeah. together, right? Exactly, yeah. All, all, everything should marry each other. So if you go on my Instagram, if you go on my Facebook, if you go on my uh, YouTube channel, it should all look the same. Yeah, um, your sets like your sets in real life as yeah, well, right? Yeah, everything. Everything when it comes to the visuals has to be what Mafia B is. It should be a representation of myself. Mm. Yeah. And it goes back to that uh, crafting a brand, crafting that mm -hmm. that the the business sense of that. Right. Exactly. It's interesting. It's interesting. So, do you have any interesting stories for our audience, man? Something <laughs> that you know, like uh, some funny stuff. I know you're you're flying out. Uh, to Amsterdam in a week yeah. for, for work, for, for play, for pleasure, you know, but um, any, any interesting stories that you could tell us that uh, in your, you know, career so far have been, you know, something funny or crazy or wild or even dangerous. <laughs> oh, so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good question, man. Yeah. Something, something, something for audience, any experiences that, you know, as a music producer, you can, uh, you can expect or not even expect, but just something unique maybe that happened to you. It could be a uh, do the orgy in the, in the production studio. Could be risque, yeah. You, <laughs> so, so is there love in the love in the studio? What's good? Is, bro, is, is that a is that a is that a common thing? Does that occur? Bro, first of all, 
I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you, yo, you don't kiss and tell? You, you know, you a gentleman? I do not know what you're talking about. Oh, wow. I no comment? Damn. No, uh, so it definitely, definitely occurred, guys. Nah, I don't know. But anyways, um, I'm going to Amsterdam. Okay. <laughs> so that quick deflection. Some, so I'm going uh, to Amsterdam, and I'm really excited. It'll be my first time. Um, I'm not sure when you can release this. I, I, I'm sure I'll be in Amsterdam already when you release this. Yeah, well, with our production schedule, and our, 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 sense, our sense of urgency, yeah, probably. You'll probably be back. Yeah, all right. Nah, nah, we're going to try to get this out. I'm so, trying to do this tomorrow. Yeah, I say. I'm yeah. <laughs> no, video, yo, if you bounce it, I'll, I'll have it for you. Bro, right you don't now. have to approve anything to me. You guys can talk <laughs> this off camera. Yeah, 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 you don't have to approve anything. <laughs> you guys but, can talk about this off but, um, camera. No, no, for, for sure. So you, you're going to you're going to Amsterdam. Amsterdam. I'm yeah. going to um, one of the biggest techno festivals in Amsterdam called Awakenings. I'm really excited to see that. I'm really excited to see what's going on because I haven't been there. I haven't been to that festival, so... Uh, I'm really excited. To what, what is it called? Awakenings. Awakenings. Yeah. Cool. So nice. that that's something I'm really looking forward to. Besides that, I'm really looking forward to, to meet new people, meet the people in Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, heard they're great. Yeah, I heard they're awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> there's, there's only great things about Amsterdam, so yeah. why why not visit? So I've never heard anyone but, fuck, man, I'm wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only heard, like, yo, you got to go instead of place is awesome yeah. yeah yeah i wonder if people in amsterdam say that about amsterdam probably they're like yeah this is this is awesome yeah. why, why did i leave yeah so yeah, yeah i'm really looking forward to that but any any crazy stories well yeah yeah they yeah pull it out of me i don't know hey yo hey. Hey. <laughs> pause but i mean i guess there's uh what, what would our what first of all what are you comfortable divulging and <laughs> i guess what what um there any any situations in the club that arose maybe any fights any like you know um inconsistency shady characters uh things you should watch out for you know music industry i heard is wild so like maybe maybe you could like harp on that a bit <laughs> please <laughs> <laughs> please yo <laughs> um no there's a lot of, lot of crazy things that's happened in nightlife but actually i could tell you one thing that happened recently i think it's more of a an achievement more okay. than oh, or positive stories yeah i love positive stories you come know. on i'm all about positivity yeah, no, no tabloid <laughs> gossip here guys come on i don't do that it's inspiring 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 yeah we can't speak english <laughs> no, no motivational um <laughs> uh, yeah i like to inspire the, the upcoming producers and artists okay um no so i was djing one of my last gigs yeah i would say it was my last one of my last gigs and um this this girl comes up to me and she's like, "Oh, can I request a song?" I'm like, "Uh, this is every- wait, you said can I get a cross no, song?" No, <laughs> can I get Capri Sun? <laughs> oh, oh Capri no, no, Sun? no, no. Uh, she she said, "Can I request a song?" Oh, request is that a, is that an instant dub? Yeah, is that like it's an instant, like that's a red as flag. a DJ. Yeah, yeah, as a DJ, like you know, as a, even an up and coming DJ, you just don't don't want to hear that. I'm pretty sure even for big DJs, they don't want to hear that anymore. Right. I'm pretty sure they're like, I mean, I'm this big, you still <laughs> requesting music. <laughs> That's um, funny. So she comes and she's like, all right, can I request a song? I was like, all right, come, come over here. I was like, yeah. I'm trying to be oh, nice. Oh, so she was bad, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't like to talk about all that stuff. But anyways, she, right. co- she comes over um, and she's like, yo, um, I really like, you know, like your like music, blah, blah, blah. He, and this is one of my favorite songs. I was like, all right, let me see it. And she, she turns her phone around. It's actually a song of mine. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I was like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll play it. <laughs> Not trying to be like this. Fuck yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I was work. like, 
yeah, I'll, I'll play. She's like, oh, thank you, thank you. If he doesn't fit in your set, you know, I totally understand. I was like, yeah, I'll see about it. In my head, I was like, I'm, I'm playing that. Did did she know it was you, though? Or Yeah, yeah. Because she, oh. she, she actually, I think, her, I think she said that her friend found that I was performing that night, and yeah. she wanted to come see me. So I was like, yeah. You know, like, when she showed me my track, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll see what's up. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I was like, yes, I'm, it's working. <laughs> it's, <laughs> the plan's it's, all coming together? It's, it's working, yes. Um, so um, I threw my song in. I see her dancing. Everyone's, like, having a fun time. I had people in the DMs ask me, like, what song is that and stuff like that. I was like, yo, it's one of the songs that came out, like, a couple <laughs> months ago. <laughs> listen to my fucking music. <laughs> yeah, you, you listen to my music. Isn't that what you came here for? Yeah. But um, she was she was ecstatic when I played this song. I was like, oh, thank you, thank you. And, yeah. I, and I was like, that that really means a lot when uh, somebody actually recognizes your your music. And That is cool. You know. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that's an inspiring story. Yeah. So I'm just, inspired. Yeah. I'm yeah. intrigued. So just yeah. work. Just keep working. On Can't you. wait till somebody's like, "Yo, pull this podcast." Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scrap what you playing yeah. right now. Yeah, put the yeah. shit on the, the speakers. Yeah, real people quick. showing YouTube videos. No, 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 no. Type in our podcast. Wow. <laughs> wow. But yeah, that, I think that's an achievement. Like, ugh. it's a great feeling. Yeah, it is a good feeling when people ask you uh, to play your own music. Rather yeah. Than- on, on this note, like, is there anything you have? A message for up-and-coming music producers or even an audience who, who's into techno actually you know for for people who are music producers that that's your because that's who you are that's who you're trying to inspire mm-hmm. and that's who that's your community yeah. yeah who what do you have for them what what kind of message or you know nothing nothing corny nothing that well, could be corny fuck it but like you know mm-hmm. something that really resonates with you when you heard it or whatever <laughs> <laughs> after yeah. after listening to 100 hours of inspirational music and inspirational videos on YouTube, <laughs> I do have one thing to say. <laughs> What's that? What's that? Let's keep doing what you got to do. All right. That's it. To stay focused. That's All right. it. Nice. It's, it's easy to get distracted on the grind. 100%. Yeah. It is. Do what you got to do. Yeah, that's, that's it. your job. Yeah. If you, if you believe in it and if you really feel, you know, your heart is in it, then just focus on that. Put 100% in that, then, you know, put everything else to the side. Like, you know, I know in life there's a lot of distraction that gets thrown your way and a lot of obstacles that get thrown your way and you just got to figure out how to overcome that and just keep keep going. And people will recognize real and people will recognize your music or whatever you do in life, whether it might be podcast, your music, different type of art, business, whatever the case may be. People will recognize it and they won't jump on board and that's how you build that community up. And, and together you guys will be one. <laughs> that is cool, man. That, yeah. I really like that. It's <laughs> a great way to wrap the it fuck, up right the there. Fuck that's, is a, so that's a great, it's a tearjerker right there. It's bringing it yeah. to my eyes. So I guess on that note, um, I guess we could wrap it up here because you know I've exhausted my patience for you. So get the fuck out of my office. But, right. guys, nah. guys, this has been a block party production. We were so happy to host Mafia B today, aka Brian. And we don't have a, he doesn't have a last name. He's, he's just one name. It's Mr. Farmer. I'm like Seal. Yeah, exactly. And that's illegal too. So, um, guys, we're super happy to talk to Brian. We had a great time. We hope you guys have a fantastic time, enjoyable time listening to this podcast. And uh, we'll catch you later. Yo, for everybody at home, you know exactly where to find us. You can follow me at It's Me, Chris Wong. You can follow Brian over here at uh, Mafia B. Go listen to his music. Go download his music. And more importantly, where, where, where are you going to be after uh, Amsterdam that people can see you in the uh, in the so uh, I have, city? I have a show coming up on... So where's my phone? Where's my calendar? Uh, I believe well, July let me, let me pull it 22nd. Up. Well, no, July 14th. July 14th. 
Wow, mm. almost forgot. So July 14th, I'm doing a, a yacht party, a boat party, a techno yacht party. And yeah, this, you, if you follow me on Instagram and stuff like that, you'll see the post. Make sure you know you grab your tickets and you know do the, do the whole thing. I, I do. I, I will say this. I do enjoy the content you put out on Instagram. Your Instagram stories are uh, hey, man. quite 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 something to watch. So I'd recommend everybody go to Mafia D and just go peep. Yeah. I do like I do got. like your I do like your Instagram stories, but not for nothing. They're, they're pretty uh, entertaining. Yeah. What, what else do you like? Uh, you know, <laughs> French fries, donuts. <laughs> yeah, all right, so. You can uh, follow quick. Z over there, Z Trap Moto, and you can always follow us here on Block Party Podcast. You know, at Block Party on Instagram. At Block, follow Par- us. At Block Party Podcast. At it's Chris, Wong. it's me, Chris Wong. It's at Z Trap Moto. At DJ Mafia B. Woo! Ooh, there we go. Mm, that's how you cut a fucking promo, guys. We'll there. catch you on the flip side. Peace, guys. Peace. <laughs>